Section 1 of How the Codex Was Found, a Narrative of Two Visits to Sinai, from Mrs. Lewis's Journals, 1892-1893. through 1893. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. How the Codex Was Found, by Margaret Dunlop Gibson, Section 1. First Visit to Sinai The narrative of these two journeys is of special interest, because the first one, that made by my twin sister, Mrs. Lewis, and myself, in 1892, led to the discovery of an early and important codex of ancient Syriac Gospels, as well as of three other valuable codices of later date, while that made by us this year in company with the late Professor Bensley and his wife, Mr. J. Randall Harris, and Mr. and Mrs. F. C. Burkett, was undertaken for the purpose of deciphering the precious manuscript to which we have alluded. Abler pens than mine will write about these Syriac Gospels. It is impossible to predict what may be their future influence on theological thought. Yet on me devolves the task of telling how the Codex was found, having been, to use a scriptural expression, an eyewitness of these things from the beginning. Many inaccurate statements have been made by two hasty writers in our public prints, and it has occurred to me that the best means of removing misconceptions on the subject is to reprint my sister's journal of our trips to Sinai in 1892 and 1893 from the columns of the Presbyterian Churchman, which has welcomed the narratives of all her journeys for the last twelve years. A contemporary account written from day to day by the chief actor in any event, however artless and unrestrained in style, is of the first quality and historical value. I will therefore confine myself to filling up the gap between the two journals and giving a short account of the convent of St. Catherine. Suffice it to say here that only three persons were present when the Codex was found in February 1892, viz. Father Galacteon, the monk librarian of the convent, Mrs. Lewis, and myself. Two of this trio being completely innocent of Syriac, my sister was practically alone in discovering the Codex, though she will never cease to feel grateful to the distinguished scholar who had put her on the track of it. For many years my sister had been desirous of going to Mount Sinai, simply on account of its hallowed associations, and because my dear husband had visited it, before our marriage, on his way to Petra. I cannot say that the library or its manuscripts were chiefly in her thoughts, but the publication by Mr. J. Rendell Harris in the winter of 1891 of the Apology of Aristides, which he had found there two years previously, renewed her eagerness, and Mr. Harris himself did more than encourage her by vigorously expressing the opinion that something more might be got out of the earliest Strangelo manuscripts in the convent library, and by his suggestion that she should allow him to teach her the art of photographing such manuscripts. He even designed a manuscript stand for us, in order to avoid the difficulties he had himself experienced. But while we went to Sinai, he went to Jerusalem and Athos. We had a secret consciousness before starting that we were otherwise not badly equipped for the task of finding something valuable, if there were anything valuable to be found. 
We had many years previously studied ancient Greek, with the modern pronunciation, for which idea, it need hardly be said, we were indebted to our genial friend, Professor John Stuart Blackie. And whilst travelling through Greece, we had found our pronunciation invaluable, and had acquired some fluency in the modern idiom. We had been lodged on several occasions in Greek monasteries, and found intercourse with their inmates both pleasant and amusing. We had also occasionally had instructive interviews with dignitaries of the Greek church, so that we anticipated no difficulty in making friends with the custodians of the library. My sister's book, too, Glimpses of Greek Life and Scenery, published by Messrs. Hurst and Blackett in 1883, and translated into Greek by Dr. I. Perbonoglos, had won for her the reputation of being a philhellene among a people who, whatever may be their faults, can never be accused of want of gratitude, as they have shown to my sister in many unexpected ways. After having studied Arabic, and then Hebrew for some years, Mrs. Lewis had not found Syriac at all difficult, and had been instructed in it by the Rev. R. H. Kennett, of Queen's College. Mr. Kennett has not yet visited the Highlands, so he can hardly be credited with the gift of second sight, yet it is a fact that he said to her one day, shortly before she left for Sinai, "'Mrs. Lewis, you will be editing a Syriac book one of these days.' Little did either of them think what book it was to be. Without further preface, I will now proceed to introduce Mrs. Lewis's diary for 1892. End of section 1. Recording by Hannah Mary.